to stir the pot. So let me go. You know my brother, my brother, my brother and me, Joe Rogan and S-Town and The Daily. But do you recall the most famous podcasters of all? It's Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers. My name is Brady King. (laughs) (laughs) That that song gave me anxiety. I didn't know. I was trying to see how dangerously close to a lawsuit I could come (laughs) in the spirit of Christmas. It took me by storm. Mm. Uh, Anyways, I'm Derek Fultz. Uh, I'm crying. Uh, That was beautiful. Uh, I'm Colton Hart. Hey, and I'm Tyler. And my name is Brady King, the you least athletic. Did I? Yeah. I'm Brady King. I'm Derek Fultz. I'm Colton Hart. And I'm Brady King. <laughs> and my name is Brady King. And this is Stir the Plot, a holiday plot cast for movie lovers. Bum, 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 Mr. Santa, <laughs> bring me a present. Bum, 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 bum. Or I will kill you and all of your peasants. Bum, 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 bum. Wait, is that what? Is Santa a, Santa a baron? Is a, Santa, <laughs> Santa is a feudal lord. <laughs> um, you know, it makes Hot so much since in order yeah. to make it around the world, you got to have an efficient team. Well, yeah, like um, the reindeer are not there by like choice. I hear Santa's a pretty hard taskmaster. Oh, for, there's been a lot of budget cuts to. Speaking of the Black Widow trailer, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it's the holiday season, and whoop de doo <laughs> and Hickory Dock, we're gonna talk about movies a lot. Um, <laughs> But I did want to ask before we start, um, what, in y'all's opinion, is the best Christmas movie ever made? Mm. I have my answer. If you'd like me to go first, all right, give yeah, I'm gonna go first. Give me, <laughs> give me a second to stretch over here. By your abject silence, you want me to go first. Um, <laughs> we all left the room, right? <laughs> we all stood up and walked yeah, away. Yeah, it's like, oh, guys, God. come back. Oh, God. I want to tell you about my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> oh God, Derek's talking about movies again. Um, <laughs> This might ruffle some feathers. Okay. Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas <laughs> is the best Christmas movie is classic. the yes. best Christmas movie ever made. Here's why. Jim Carrey gives the performance of a lifetime. It is quintessential Jim Carrey, but it is also uh not Jim Carrey enough. Mm. Uh secondly, uh Baby Grinch, uh when he says Santa Bye bye. Um, if you asked what can compete with Baby Yoda, Baby Grinch, Baby Grinch, to the two Baby Green Boys, Baby Green Boys, just gonna disrespect Kermit like that. Kermit is a full grown man. There's Baby Kermit. He was yeah, but not like in the canon. Yes, there's uh, Muppet Babies. Muppet Babies is not canon. <laughs> Anyways, we'll argue about this during real talk. Um, Where did Kermit come from? That's hell. a real question. <laughs> Kermit. <laughs> yeah so ba- uh, baby grinch when he says send that bye bye um also school-aged grinch when he says what a precious family animal <laughs> <laughs> best line delivery of anything i've ever heard <laughs> how the grinch stole christmas is the best christmas movie uh you cannot change my mind argue with your mother that movie scared the life out of me as Same. a kid <laughs> when he says when he says that the 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 Grinch. I had to cover my I had to cover my eyes because it scared me so. Bad. I was in the theater. The very first scene where like the big like yes the big th- like they're climbing up oh, the mountain giant- like the Grinch pops yeah, out. Like, yeah, I yeah. literally was like turned around in the theater because I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, I made a Grinch in my pants. <laughs> We've got to go. Gross. <laughs> 
Uh, oh man. Yeah, Colton, do you have one? Brady, I do, do you have, have one? Um, so you're absolutely not going to change my mind on this. It okay. is, in fact, the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> The Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> oh, okay, that uh, abomination. That abomination. Yeah. Um. Not enough baby Grinches for my personal taste. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Oh, for sure. Um. I haven't seen it. No, that was a joke, and I do not condone the watching of the animated uh, Grinch. Yeah, Christmas. I don't either. I think that if you watch that, uh, you're committing a war crime. It's a sin against man and God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, parameters for. Your question. I was like, what movie is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's an indie film, but yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. takes place at Christmas. We're calling Die Hard a Christmas movie. Though. Yeah. Um, uh, shorts. Do shorts count? Yeah. So it, like Rudolph uh, and all that? Yeah. Anything that is like shown during Christmas time. Okay. Anything that had a Christmas time release. Yeah. So The Last Jedi was my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's either Charlie Brown Christmas uh, which I guess technically isn't a sh- movie. Um, <laughs> it's a work of art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's but a masterpiece. It's that cinema. or the Polar Express. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I just, did I just change my mind about something? Uh, no, you've actually solidified my decision because the Polar Express is poo-poo garbage. What? Oh, it's my favorite. Are you talking about Uncanny Valley, the movie? <laughs> and Tom Hanks plays... Uh, Every character? Uh, Tom Hanks plays a train conductor, a ghost hobo, <laughs> And Santa Claus, <laughs> in that order. I really like everything this. in the every facial expression and animation in that movie kind of looks like a deep fake, right? Like there's that one little kid that looks kind of looks like Andy Dick, <laughs> <laughs> the one that talks like this. <laughs> um, actually, I yeah. am the most annoying trope in this entire movie. <laughs> yeah, he's the uh, he's the kid that ends up being a men's rights activist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so continuing the spirit of consumerism, um, what does everybody want for Christmas? Uh, a utility payment might be nice. Mm. Um, We're supposed to make jokes here. Oh, sorry. Um, a pony. Uh, <laughs> student loan forgiveness. Yeah, student loan. <laughs> Impe- he said trying. <laughs> I almost said impeachment. <laughs> um, for You are for Trump. <laughs> yes. I'd love to be impeached from Earth. <laughs> I really like I wish for the same things every year and that's like peace on earth and like world forgiveness and like an end Whatever. to all wars and stuff. But I think this year I just want an Amazon Alexa. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. I, they look cool and I don't have one. Yeah. So and peace I, on earth can wait. So, I need someone to talk to. We can just have one year without peace on earth. If yeah. I can have an Amazon. We've Alexa. had four. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask for, cause I still have not, I had to cancel my pre-orders for Jedi fallen order and Pokemon sword. Oh, that's the saddest thing yeah, I've ever heard. I know. Oh, wow. And I got Jedi fallen order spoiled for me uh, like multiple times. No. To be fair at this point, if you, well, like yeah. enter the realm of YouTube at all. The thumbnails are going to spoil. Something. Yeah, like I got the the final boss spoiled for me. And during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they showed a trailer <laughs> showed the for clip. the game yeah. that shows like a pivotal part in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are we doing here, everyone? Do we just <laughs> do not do this? Have, do we not have any respect for gamers out there? Rise up, gamers! This is our time. This is our time, gamers. Drink your Mountain Dew and let's go burn down EA. Let's burn Macy's to the ground. God, watch. There's going to be a Macy's that burns down during the release of this episode, and we're going to get blamed for this it. This is going to be it. This is a, yeah, hey, this, listen. All publicity is good publicity. Oh, That's yeah, for saying. sure. If you guys do burn down a Macy's, make sure to use our hashtag, stir the plot. <laughs> Give us a shout out. Yeah, uh, be sure to tag us somewhere in the re- in the re- in the wreckage in the fiery remains. Yeah, with loves, to Derek Colton and Brady. Oh God, 
Yeah, please. With addresses, date of births, and social security <laughs> numbers. I'll provide our, the, our I'll student loan debt goes away if we're in prison, right? <laughs> Probably not. Finally, uh, a warm bed. <laughs> our, stu- our student loan debt doesn't go away even if we're dead. It just goes to our next of kin. Um, enough sob stories. I need to be <laughs> cheered. I need some holiday cheer in my life. My B, everybody. We were uh, actually we took a couple weeks off for the holidays, <laughs> which we were only supposed to really take a week off for the holidays. <laughs> but we decided, eh, might as well take nobody, a couple. Nobody remembered to set the timer to come back to podcast. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but we're here now, and we're gonna do some Christmas movies for you guys. Starting with one um, that I am excited for. It's by far the most original movie I've ever seen in my entire life. We are doing the Netflix original movie, The Night Before Christmas. Yes! But night spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. And you'll never guess why. Does anybody want to guess? You'll guess. You'll never guess let's why. Say it, let's say it together on three. One, two, three. There's a night. Who? Vanessa Yes, I'm... I thought I thought it was Nightmare Before All my all my material is Jack Skeleton related. Oh, <laughs> you just hear Furious tapping on the computer. Delete, wait, delete, wait, delete. wait, 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 <laughs> Back to the writers' room, Colton. Oh man, <laughs> y'all. When is Netflix just gonna <laughs> cease and desist our podcast? I hope soon, because um, as if they, I mean, as long as they keep giving me, I'm gonna stop beating this dead horse when it stops spewing up content. <laughs> so. Really, this is on Netflix for providing us improbable movies. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this movie just recently came out. I am not really a patron to Hallmark-esque Christmas movies, so I'm not really sure what to expect. I'm but not I'm familiar either. enough with the tropes to make jokes about them. I had, a, I had a friend, I told her that we were watching this, and she was like, Y'all are gonna destroy it. Oh no, most definitely. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'm already kind of reading through the script, like just skimming through it, and uh, it makes me want to throw my computer into a river. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm excited. That's what we do here. We take good things and we break them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we have no respect for things that people have like spent years and like millions of dollars on. I'm sure Netflix dumped a pretty like This was good somebody's load. dream. Yeah, this is someone's like dream film to make and here we are making fun of it on the uh, internet. I we're making fun of it, we're making it better. We're Maybe. making fun of it. <laughs> uh, well, raise your hand if you feel bad about that. Uh you can't see it. Not but... even the the ghost of Christmas past, present or future raised their hands. <laughs> which I mean even if they did we couldn't see because, you know, ghosts. So the way this podcast works is we are not legally allowed to play movie audio. And so what we do is we create um, a script based on the actual screenplay. And then we just sort of read it out loud. Colton is going to be narrating. Derek and I are going to be playing a few different characters. Mm-hmm. And we just have a real raunchy good time with it. <clears throat> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I said what I said. No, we no don't. I said what I said. <laughs> you don't. This is a PG podcast. <laughs> yeah. So oh, if y'all man. take a deep breath, just inhale. Inhale that comedy air, that comedy zen <coughs> we're about to achieve. Oh, he's choking on the comedy. He's choking on the comedy. <laughs> he's never had this much before. <laughs> Approaching peak levels. <laughs> peak levels of ha-has. <laughs> and breathe out. <sighs> oh, I, bre- I exhaled a long time ago. <laughs> so without any further ado, Colton, take it away. The winter air blows gently over the wintry fields of Norwich, England. The camera flies swiftly over the blankets of snow, over the trees, and into a clearing where a tall stone castle towers over the pines. The title card reads, December 18th, 1334. 
In the town square, merchants peddle their wares and children laugh as they sprint down the stone streets. A handsome knight, Sir Cole, smiles to his brother, Geoffrey, as they stroll down the crowded street. Perfect weather for this ride. Indeed, good soft wind. They wink at a few passing young women. Milady, ladies. You happen to know the name of the hawk today? I believe it's Gwynfolt. So not Cedric or Hodgins? I don't think so. Why? I have a plan. The two brothers mount their horses lined against the wall with several other knights. Two squires assist the men with their chainmail as a town crier addresses the gathering crowds. Hear ye, hear ye, lords and ladies. Gather round for the annual Christmas hawking competition and the brave knights and squires taking part. The line begins to move as each knight is introduced. Sir Aldis Drake of Weston, Blake Keaton of Glencroft. I'm sorry, no person, I'm sorry, <laughs> pause. I, this no is my medieval knight, Dalton. <laughs> yeah, this is my medieval knight, Dalton. Oh, brave knight, what is your name? Blake. <laughs> sorry. Sir Aldis Drake of Weston, Blake Keaton of Glencroft, Dalton Hurst of Perth. The crowd cheers as the knights parade by their horses. Sir Spalding Ramsay of Perrow, Geoffrey Lyons of Norwich, and Sir Co Lyons of Norwich. The knights ride forward to a tall stone tower where a brown falcon sits on the arm of a tall bearded man. Behold, His Majesty King Edward, the third's royal falconer. The falcon flaps its wings and dives from the tower. May the best tracker return with the biggest prize. The knights charge forward excitedly. Brother, Geoffrey, come here. I have a plan. The only way to victory is to divide and conquer. I'll flank the west to capture the hawk. And I shall attack from the east. Meet you at the tower. Indeed. The two brothers smile and nod, then kick their horses into a gallop towards the edges of the castle. Oh, let me wipe the spit off my face. <laughs> I did <laughs> yell so pretty loud. <laughs> of Perth! You hit those, <laughs> hit those peas like a train, my friend. <laughs> like a holiday sleigh ride. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, okay. What are we thinking? Because there's, t- there's definitely, like, time travels involved in this, right? Or some sort of, like... Who can say? Who can say? <laughs> well, in the, in the actual movie, though, right? There's... Yeah. There he, is, yeah. He gets, like, transported back in... Or, like, into the real into the real world. Like, medieval times. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> um, okay. So, this is, like, a desolate, like, a medieval equivalent of, like, a third world country. I think everything in medieval times was third world. <laughs> okay, okay, guys. Um, and food is short in the kingdom. Every year they release one hawk that goes to one lucky family uh, that gets cooked for Christmas dinner. I, th- I feel like what if like Cole like finds the hawk and the hawk talks with him mm. and it's actually it not tries a hawk. To make it him like him a oh, it's a like man. a druid or something. Yeah, it's like, like Merlin that. or yeah. something. Well, you know how in our our, our episode the last night um, Did you the, Is this Stir the Plot canon? Is this Stir the Plot canon? Are we self-referential now? Merlin went, Merlin went back in time. Right? Oh my gosh. There did we go. So, oh yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. This is just a little side story when Merlin had Christmas. Okay, so this is... Uh, Merlin saves Christmas. Merlin saves Christmas. (laughs) For three people. Oh. Wait a second. We're going to start over. 
Blank so, slate. Here we go. Blank Clear the table. I got a blank pain, baby. And I'll write your plot. <laughs> um, so uh, we do not condone the use of Taylor Swift's material on our show. <laughs> right, and neither we will does. Be we will be. Yeah. Neither does Scooter Braun. Apparently. <laughs> um, there's this kingdom. They release a hawk every year for something. For I don't some know, for, for sport, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Um, but the hawk they release this year is a wizard in disguise, and uh, Cole catches up with this wizard as he's about to strike the fatal blow. The wizard pops up. He's like, "Whoa, dude! Chill, 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 bro. Chill, this is a lot fam. more crazy than I thought it was gonna be. Maybe the hawk that is released isn't necessarily the wizard. Merlin is out there." He's like assumed falcon form, uh-huh. and he's just chilling out in the woods. He just he wants to watch, right? See what's going on. Oh, and, they and then find, they confuse him, and they find with the, the actual mm-hmm. falcon. Oh, they find the wrong okay. falcon, and he like captures him and like wounds Merlin, and yeah. so to teach him a lesson, he sends him in back the, into, into the, the, future. the future. He sends him back into the future. <laughs> into the future. This is actually a dystopian society. When we say thirteen thirty four, we mean after the fall of America, right? 1334 A U D. Yeah, after ultimate destruction. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've reverted back to a barbaric state. Right, right. For sure. So <laughs> he injures Merlin, and Merlin says, Why would you do this to me so close to Christmas? And Cole says, I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't like the holidays. And Merlin, in order to be like, Well, I'm going to teach you a lesson, sends him into the future, like New York or something. Well, it's the only setting that he can learn the proper He's, lesson, a Hallmark yeah, setting. Yes, he sends him into small town middle America, like Idaho or uh-huh. something. Like or Nebraska, oh, Omaha. He sends him to like small town Omaha. Yeah, which what's well, a lesson like, in character? It's a lesson yeah. about this corporate big shot who thinks right. he owns it all. That he's yeah. gonna be the one to catch the Falcon this year. <laughs> the medieval corporate big shot <laughs> who was born into wealth uh, <laughs> and needs to learn a valuable lesson about the true meaning of Christmas. He go. thinks it's all about catching the Falcon and like winning his dad's not love. Not my Christmas. <laughs> not not in my Christmas movie. Uh, and so Merlin punishes him and sends him into the future. Uh, he gets there and he's like, uh, what the heck is going on? Mm-hmm. He says, what is this? Uh, what are these metal dragons? There's probably like jokes like that. Oh, yeah. There's lots of like low hanging fruit mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. He's like, point me to your castle. And there's like, oh, well, there's a white castle down the street. He's like, excellent. <laughs> Where it's the nearest knighting table. And they're like, well, we got a police station. <laughs> he's like, yes, I will go there and see the knights of the round table. Mm-hmm. And he goes there hijinks. and he gets arrested or something. He yeah, gets, yeah. He gets he's carrying a sword. Yeah, he, he <laughs> he's gets, openly brandishing a sword. Yeah, he gets put in the drunk tank for a night. <laughs> to be fair, that doesn't sound too far off from a normal day in Manhattan. No, right. <laughs> yeah. Also, on I honestly, opening, openly brandishing a sword. I, I also uh, honestly believe that the jokes we have made are probably in this movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and yeah, what kind of low-hanging hijinks do we think this guy's going to get into? Well, one of my, the, the friend I was talking to, she said that if you can think of a Christmas trope, it's pretty much in this movie. Oh, God. Okay. Um, so I'm thinking, uh, as far as like medieval jokes, mm. uh, he probably sees like a, a horse cop and says, like, Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, fellow knight. Uh, are you in search of the hawk? Um, and then they and, beat him to a pulp. And then, <laughs> and then he gets tased. Um, but he, he goes to a Whole Foods and he's just like blown away that there's like just fruit. Like just and like, in that and in that same Whole Foods, he sees dragon fruit and he pulls out his sword and kills he it. Kills it. He's like, I've saved the dragon fruit. He watches Braveheart and he's just really confused. And he's just like that. 
that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sees the he sees the TV and it's like, oh, a magic mirror. Um, he tries to dive right through. Yeah, it. he's like, oh, I'm going to get back home. Yeah, he watches. Uh, what is what is that movie with the the like kid that plays baseball that gets transported back to medieval times? A kid in King Arthur's court. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, wa- yeah. he's watching a kid in King Arthur's court, and he's like, "Oh, if that child can get, get transported back to his own time, I can as well." And he tries to jump through the TV, and it breaks. And the Best Buy employee is like, "What the heck, dude?" <laughs> and then he gets escorted out into the ambulance, and he doesn't have insurance, and so mm-hmm. he gets handed a twenty five hundred dollar medical bill, and and he tries uh, to dies. pay. He tries to pay it with he like shekels. With, yeah, <laughs> he like pulls out gold coins, and they're like. Sir? Yeah, that, Sir. that'll do. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. He gets a new <laughs> at the end of the movie, you find out that he's got his own wing in the hospital with all the gold that he's given them. <laughs> the 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 receptionist is like, it's a Christmas miracle. And like, that's really what the story is all about. And then he gets transported back. End of movie. Uh, if only it were that easy. Well, actually, I, I like this plot line of him trying to buy everybody off because he's a corporate big wig. Right. Mm. He's a corporate big mm. shot who doesn't yeah, understand he, middle class Americans. Yeah, he goes to like these different businesses. He's like, hello, I am so cold lion. Lion's Bane or whatever his last Lion's name. Worth. <laughs> Lion's Worth. Uh, Pennywise Gamgee. <laughs> and I would like to buy one ticket away from this time. I'd like to go back to Blair Witch or whatever, or wherever <laughs> I'm from. I'm from. Yeah, so there's like at least like 15 minutes of him like doing some hijinks around our time. That's mm-hmm. real stupid and real dumb. And then of course, like he maybe he ends up in that hospital, right? And right. he meets a lovely young nurse named. I think in this movie, Brooke, <clears throat> a lovely young nurse named Brooke, who's going to teach him and instill in him the true meaning of Christmas. But I guess the only way to find out is to read the next scene. Oh, what a transition. God, you're so good at this. Thanks. A crowd wanders the streets of a small town plaza decorated with every Christmas decoration known to mankind. Brooke steps into the street with a young family, Evan, Kate, and their young daughter, Claire, Claire smiles as she bounces a tiny puppy in her arms. I will never understand our Christmas miracle pup, but I have to admit, he's growing on me. Hey, that's not a bad name for him. Miracle. What do you think, Claire? I already named him. Knight. What do you think, Aunt Brooke? Brooke smiles. It's perfect. Where's Cole? I thought he was going to join us. Oh yeah, sweetie. He had to leave last night. Why? I thought he liked it here. He did. He really did, but his calling was far, far away. Uh, What's a calling? It's a job, like the business trip Daddy just went on. Oh, then he's coming back then, right? I don't know, Claire Bear. Claire looks disappointed. Hey, but I do know we sure had fun while he was here, right? A voice calls out from behind her. My lady. Brooke turns to see Cole in his chainmail armor leading a black horse by the reins. It's Cole, and he brought his horse. Delighting in your company. Cole, I thought you were gone, like, for good. Brooke, I should have realized it sooner. You are my quest. I'm your quest? (laughs) Brooke's eyes begin to tear up. Yes, and my heart is eternally and devotedly yours, if you'll have me. Nothing would make me happier, my handsome knight. My fair maiden. The two lean in for a kiss. (laughs) (laughs) 
You're gonna miss being a knight. What'll you do here? Perhaps I'll join Officer Stevens and his order of present day knights. Or open my own bakery. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even read this part about the. <laughs> or open my own bakery. Brooke smiles. I can't believe you came back for me. Wherever you are, it's the only place I want to be. Cole and Brooke lean in for round two. The whole town watches as they kiss in the street. Cole's. <laughs> Oh, look at this over here. We got, hey, over we here. got going on over here. Some guy in the back. <laughs> Woo! Like we got some hot yeah. happening over here, You can boys. do it. <laughs> Christmas miracle just happened. Right? You just learned the true meaning of Christmas, didn't you? Oh, man. Cole smiles and leads Brooke to his horse. I found Sherwin. Hi, Sherwin. He helps Brooke into the saddle as they ride down the street. The crowd of passerbys cheers and claps. What? <laughs> This is like one of those like uh, that happened things where it's like this happened and, and then the whole store got up and clapped and like kicked him out of the store. God, <laughs> they were they weren't happy that they got together. They were happy he's finally leaving. Right. <laughs> Thank God. God, get him out of here. He destroyed half of our town with his sword. <laughs> so I need to. We need to find the meat cute between. Oh, for sure. Yeah, what's between the, what's Cole the and there? Brooke. Yeah. Uh, so dr drunk tank, he gets out. The next day, okay. he's wandering through the streets again. He goes to a diner. Yes. He goes to a diner. Okay. He sits down. He's like, "Give me mead," and they don't have mead. <laughs> sir, uh, don't. Yeah. A waitress walks up and he's like, "Give me your finest mead," and she says, "I'm sorry, we don't have any." He looks up. It's Brooke. <gasps> Brooke is his waitress, and he's like, "Milady, you are the the fairest damsel I've ever seen this side of the Tims." Um. And she's like, hey, where are you from? And she says, from? oh, my God, don't come on to me. It's 2019. <laughs> Freaking weirdo. Yeah. And he says, oh, it's 2019. Oh, my, my, my. And, you know, they have this whole thing. He tells her she. He tells her he's from the past. She's like, whatever, dude, you're on crack. Um, <laughs> uh, like, you can go join the other knights over there at the other table. And there's like, dude, doing lines of coke on this. Yeah. <laughs> it's a round <laughs> table. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a circle table full of larpers. <laughs> Oh, there's gonna oh, be a larping there's scene. Be a there's, LARPing a LARPing scene. scene. <laughs> there's a larping scene. <laughs> We're shoehorning in a larping scene. Um, Except he actually kills these larpers. <laughs> he murders with his literal sword. <laughs> he murders them. Yeah, he oh, chops boy. off a dude's arm, and they're like, "Dude, what the heck? Dude, chill, he, like, he was going to throw a fire potion at me." <laughs> um, and then he goes back to jail for attempted murder. <laughs> And then it flash forwards 25 years later because he's obviously found guilty. Or do you think he's found mentally unstable? Probably mentally unstable. <laughs> yeah. Um, he it, it eventually convinces Brooke to like go, I don't know, like horseback riding with him. <laughs> I don't know what they did back in those days. Got the pe uh, the plague. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would also like to think like to go like get syphilis scene. with him. <laughs> <laughs> there's like a cut scene of like him trying to scene? is this a video game? No. <laughs> a cutaway. A cutaway. Yeah, a cutaway. Of him like trying a bunch of like different like then like he tries his first like coffee and he's like, "Oh, I hate it." And then he's like milk and sugar in it and it's like amazing. And then Bring me more. <laughs> Another. <laughs> yeah. There's a scene when Vanessa Hudgens like gets a cut and he like like cuts off a chicken's head and like rubs it all over the <laughs> she's just like, like, "Well, you're dead now." Like, "You're <laughs> Oh, my lady. Well, this is the end of the road." <laughs> oh, my my my. We must take you to the local witch doctor. She's like, "No, we can just go to the normal doctor." He's like, 
they're normal dogs that are <laughs> not witches. Pulls out a bandage. The, like, oh my! You're a witch. Burn her. Burn her. <laughs> yeah, he starts to try, he tries to light her on fire. He goes back to prison <laughs> again for attempted murder. She bails him out with every penny she has because she's a waitress. She doesn't have that many. Well, at this point, she's hooked. You know, right? She's yeah, like, yeah, there's yeah. just something about this guy. It does the foreign accent. It really um, is. I also think that so uh, he obviously decides that he's going to stay here, right? For sure obviously from what we just read <laughs> um he meet he like he, so he spends the night in the drunk tank <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> who among us hasn't spent the night in a drunk tank me <laughs> <laughs> me um brady Oh, oh well, bud. okay <laughs> we can't have felons on this podcast um i think i think yeah he spends the night in the dunk tank and then like <laughs> <laughs> He goes to a carnival. <laughs> he spends the night in the shark tank. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. Um, so he spends the night in the drunk tank. What and he saying? like breaks up a fight in there because he's like very strong and like knows like the duties and stuff. And okay. <laughs> get out of here with your okay, I just, duty. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea and I'm not 100% sure it's going to stick. Okay. But you know how in these Christmas movies. They said the like, same thing about this movie and it's stuck. Yeah. <laughs> You know how in like Hallmark movies, they're always like fighting to get the true meaning of Christmas. Right. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I think maybe in this town, Christmas has actually like been banned. Okay. Thanks to the mayor of the town who hates Christmas and his name is Evan. And so it's up to this night to learn the true meaning of Christmas and fight for it with like with Brooke. Mm -hmm. So I think eventually everything's like leading up to like the town getting Christmas back. Okay. Um. So I like the idea of like the town of like Christmas being banned, mm -hmm. um, and there's like an evil like mayor or Lord whatever. Of. Yeah, but what I think is that this mayor is Merlin. Oh, gotcha. and at the, like whenever he figures it out and all that, like he Maybe. sees like the mayor turn into a falcon and like flies off, and like Cole's just like. <laughs> Oh my! He was teaching me a lesson this whole time. Or like the or like he's like, I'm going to make sure that he never discovers the true meaning of Christmas and that he has to stay here for the rest, for of, his the rest life. of his life. And that Christmas will never ever exist ever again. <laughs> I only have to wait approximately 770 years to yeah. accomplish this plan. Or it's like uh, he it's a very patient Falcon, right? He he becomes like the evil mayor of this town that bans Christmas mm. because Merlin hates Christmas. I have a I have a trope. Oh, okay. I have a trope. Okay. I have a trope for this. It's not Merlin. Okay. It's like Merlin's like great 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 whatever. Oh, okay. okay, and okay, he's okay, like, okay, okay it's yeah, literally yeah. like the mayor, like when after everything's like absolved and like finished, he's like finally like <laughs> no, yeah, he's okay. like, hold on. This is so corny. Uh, I love this though. It's so corny. Uh what if it was like so he's like the descendant of Merlin or whatever, and he's like, I hate Christmas because my you know ancestor was killed on Christmas Day. Uh, and he's like, and from now on, I will. My family has never celebrated Christmas, and as long as I'm the mayor There's of this town, we'll like, never celebrate Christmas. And uh, at the end of the movie, it shows that the mayor has a falcon tattoo on his arm. <laughs> and that's how he's I was like, about to say, there's got to be some identifying. Yeah, brand. there's got to be some identifier. Uh, and then. 
he sees the insignia that Cole has on it, like his armor or whatever. He's like, oh, that's neat. Uh, I remember my, you know, reading the history of my family and my, you know, grandfather, my great grandfather, uh, you know, saw the same thing. He's like, oh, what was his name? He says, oh, Merlin or something. He's like, oh, and stabs him <laughs> and kills and him. Kills him immediately. Then goes back to suspect. jail. Yeah. And then he goes back to jail for a fourth time. Um, I really think that like that ha- and like he just goes back and doesn't kill. Like he like lets Merlin free. I don't think he goes back at all. Oh, he don't think no, he goes I back think, at all. I think that's going to be the climax, though. I think like eventually he's given the choice to go back. He's given the choice, but he's fallen head over heels for this woman who bailed him out for of jail modern, four times for modern for public restrooms and health insurance. <laughs> yeah, he's fallen in love with. He's public already gone enemies. well past his lifespan, like his predicted <laughs> lifespan. Um, you know, I think my, my he's, great, he's an old man and he's just like confused. <laughs> my uh, great grandfather was only 34 when he died. Yeah, what if it's like um <laughs> so he uh you know Cole finds the true meaning of Christmas or whatever yeah. and convinces the mayor to love Christmas again. Right. Um and it turns out that there's some like thousands of or like hundreds of year old prophecy that's like <laughs> You know, once once the descendant of Merlin finds the reason to love Christmas again, he's supposed to present the person that helps him love it with a choice. Oh. And the guy's like, the mayor's like, well, I, you know, there's this prophecy in my family that this is going to happen, and I need, to, I have a little bit of magic left in me. And you know, with the magic, he's like, you know, putting lights all around the <laughs> town or whatever. This is such a corny, or, corny, corny, corny. But corny, this corny. probably happened. But yeah. realistically, this is not too far off from the no, plot. Not but at what all. if he's offered the choice, but because he just loves Brooke so much, he goes back in time so that he can teach Merlin the true meaning of Christmas. And then he so comes, that Brooke can finally have. Oh hers. yeah, because Brooke, because Brooke thinks he's gone. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So he goes oh, back yeah. in time, okay, and then okay, he comes okay, okay. back and like it's just like to the nines, like yes. Christmas okay. out, and he's like, "You're welcome, babe." Yeah. Hey. And then the mayor also presents him with a social security and a driver's <laughs> license. <laughs> It's always easy to become a citizen when you're white. <laughs> um, he's literally about as like Indo-European as he could like possibly get. Right. He's got, a, he's got a European accent. And he applies to be in the police. Do you have a passport, sir? Uh, no, I, I'm from I'm from Nor I'm from New- Norwich. Norwich. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So he goes back in time. He like right until the moment or like right before Merlin sends him back. Yeah. And he's like, wait, Merlin, I met your, you know, your, your descendant. And he sent me back here and he showed me the true meaning of Christmas. He presents him with like a Christmas ornament or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, his heart is immediately, it grows three sizes that day. Yes. <laughs> Merlin's the Grinch. Um, there's, it's, this is an amalgamation <laughs> of like fantasy Christmas yep. bull crap. <laughs> Y'all, we're gonna read the actual plot of this movie, and we're gonna be like spot on. Yeah, just everything that we've like spitballed and thrown against <laughs> this the wall. Actually, doesn't sound too bad. No, no not really. Uh, so he, he the jail time. It's a fairly, yeah, it's, it's a fairly family the, friendly the four, movie. The four times, the multiple prison sentences. When um, he comes, by the time he comes back, he's already been through like three lifetimes of prison. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's, he's, a, he's a hardened criminal. <laughs> um, so he goes back in time. He presents Merlin with the Christmas ornament, and he's like, Merlin. If you have it left in you, I, I want one last wish. And Merlin's like, anything. You've shown me. <laughs> you've ki- shown me the error of my you've ways. You've shown me the error of my ways. You've shown me so much kindness after you shot an arrow in me or whatever. You know, this would look real good on a <gasps> a, a tree. tree. <laughs> I was literally thinking, like, 
he like takes the ornament and like just puts it on like a pine tree. Puts next it on the to tree him. that's right next to him. And he's like, wait like, a moment. Oh my goodness. And then he's just and then he like does some magic and some like lights pop around the tree or whatever. Whatever. I'm a genius. Uh, <laughs> Merlin invented the modern idea of Christmas. Um he's like, I Consumerism. Want, he's like, I want one last wish. And he's like, anything, anything your heart desires. He's like, I want to go back. And Merlin's like, you want to go back? Why would you want to go back? You've 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 changed your destiny. You know, this, this, and that. And he's like, I fell in love with someone and her name is her name is Blue Cross Blue Shield. <laughs> her name is modern conveniences. <laughs> her, her name is Obamacare. <laughs> um and so he grants him his wish. He gets to go back. Uh, it cuts to the Christmas of next year mm -hmm. because, you know, time moves differently. Sure. Um, and so he comes back with his horse. They ride off into the sunset. The town of Voyeurs watches them kiss. And then. Uh, yeah. And then and then the mayor, of course, like happily watches them ride off into the sunset and changes back into a falcon and, and goes flies. And that's the last away. scene. That's the last scene of the movie is you see the falcon flying up against like Santa's sleigh or something. <laughs> <laughs> and Santa is Merlin. <laughs> And Santa is Morgan Le Fay. <laughs> oh, uh, boy. I'm a big fan. This is great. I'm, about I'm a big fan of how stupid and corny this movie is. <laughs> Would I watch it? Absolutely not. But yeah, it was so. Fun. It was fun to talk about. I thought this. I thought this was gonna be a lot harder than. It yeah, I was. I was not. I mean, it was. We were but go. like, we get there eventually. We always. I mean, do. It, so if you really think about it, we kind of broke our own rules because it's like. We made a Christmas movie into an even dumber Christmas movie, <laughs> but like we, I think we changed the plot up enough to work. Well, maybe <laughs> we kind of we hit, added some tropes of our own, like murder. yeah, we kind of just hit shuffle on an iPod and went like <laughs> went berserk on yeah, it. Yeah, went berserk. Um, so, so one of y'all read the actual plot of this movie. So the actual plot of the night before Christmas is that a medieval knight is transported to the present day, where he falls in love. With a high school science teacher who's disillusioned by love. With a high school. <laughs> <laughs> and goes to prison a fifth time. <laughs> Vanessa, quit bailing this dude out. He sucks. <laughs> He's awful. What's the, is there like more of the uh that's I so, yeah, how does everything he get, else is flavor text. How does he how does he get, <laughs> how does he get transported back in time like, so okay i watched a bit ahead as okay. i was like transcribing yeah the movie and very literally he goes into was to find a falcon and instead he finds like an old witch who is like i'm gonna transport you into the future so you can learn the true meaning no. of christmas no 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 you want to know something worse this has a 75 on rotten tomatoes what <laughs> a 75 wait wait what this movie has done better than freaking Avatar, The Last Airbender. The actual critics couldn't be bothered. Yeah. They I mean, they're not, they're not their sitting slumber. out like, to the Washington Post or like the New York Times. They're yeah. like, uh, let's go to the Phoenix Sun, uh, the yeah. Chicago Tribune. They were too busy prepping themselves for the rise of Skywalker to be right. bothered with yeah, they're like, the night before they're, Christmas. They're like locked away in their emotional support holes. So <laughs> Uh, Brooke is a woman who has lost hope of finding her happily ever after and comes across Cole, a knight who has traveled from the 14th century, thinking him to be suffering from amnesia after she hit him with her car. She goes to prison for, for manslaughter. <laughs> she takes him in to help him till he regains his memory. What she doesn't realize is that he's a knight in shining armor. 
that she's been wishing for her whole life. Uh, really, the farther you dive into this plot, the worse it gets. Right. We, we don't want to sully our hands too much. So he really did like find a witch in the woods that like yeah, sent him back no, to the, or, and like, the, into the future. We weren't too far off. Like, well, yeah, in the plot because she like she like puts a curse on him and he like goes forward in the future uh-huh. and he can only come back when I don't really know what the whole plot line is there. Uh-huh. But I do know that eventually he comes back and begs her to send him back. No. Because he's so in love with Vanessa that he's... You're joking. I'm, like, we were not that far off. I'm, <laughs> we were trying to be tropey and wild, but like, and here just based I was, off here the I five was, minutes, I was... Here I was thinking that we would we'd turn come it up into with like an original... A, yeah, that we turned into a dumb like fantasy Christmas movie. Turns out that's the actual... Yo, we could be Netflix writers. God. It I think that, they just like... They kind of do what we do with uh, Shake and Not Stirred, where they just kind of like have a wheel, but they just like put up dartboards. Yeah, and, and they, they just, spin around and just throw things. Yeah, it's like a night, <laughs> time travel, high school musical, <laughs> Christmas movie. Question. Okay. All right. Fine. Put it in the blender. Like how, uh, like how, uh, <laughs> like will like, it blend? <laughs> like how Vice writes their articles. <laughs> I think we were missing like a tug at your heartstrings like thing. So it's like either yeah. she's blind or like, yeah, maybe that's like Vanessa's little sister and she's just always wanted a little puppy or right. And she's allergic to dogs, but she's allergic to dogs. <laughs> but like because Cole's from the medieval times, he knows magic. Uh-huh. And so he like magics her. Dog Did we just establish that all medieval people just know some form of witchcraft. Well, and- yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, was cool, the cool, thing. Cool, cool. Yeah, was I was just making sure you were either Catholic or a witch. <laughs> <laughs> There's no in between. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a movie. <laughs> we did it. We did it. We saved the town. <laughs> so now I believe it's time for. Yeah. Give me one second. The um, the wheel didn't save. I'm having to, the. I'm having. What do we pay you for? We're getting Wait, paid we're getting paid. Colton, back in the cage. <laughs> no. So all those no. times, that, all those times that you made us Venmo you. <laughs> so I've thoroughly exhausted myself of this plot. But I'm not quite holidayed out yet. So I think it's time for the holiday <laughs> edition of Shaken Not Stirred. Not stirred. I didn't know we were all going to do that at the same time or what well, we were going to do, yeah. but I joined it anyway. Let's try that one more time. Shaken Not, not Stirred. <laughs> I got it. No, one, no, I got more it. No, yeah, I one more time. One more time. All right, this is the last time we're doing it. Three, two. Shaken Not uh, all right, guys. So if you guys are new, um, what we basically do is we take uh, movies, uh, popular movies or movies out in theaters right now, uh, and we put them into a wheel and we spin the wheel. And then we usually spin another wheel that gives us movie titles or uh, movie genres, excuse me. So it could be something funny like Blade Runner as a comedy movie or something like that. Uh, but this week, we are going to be changing that. And if we keep going with Christmas movies, uh, we're going to change that. And we're going to be doing all of our movies are going to be Christmas movies. So we're only going to be yeah, spending. So every movie that we get, it will be turned into a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. As hallmark as we can get. It. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think we've proven we're pretty good at. <laughs> <laughs> Plus so Col- prison sentences. <laughs> yeah. So Colton, go ahead and spin that wheel, baby. <laughs> The Incredibles as a Christmas, as a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Okay, one incredible holiday. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna make these. I'm gonna keep them coming, boys. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, 
this is what if this is like a Pixar short? I was about to say this sounds like this could be easily be like a short. Or the, like the Underminers War on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. the <laughs> Underminers War on Christmas. Like I'm the Underminer, and I'm gonna undermine the power of Christmas. <laughs> He's the reverse Santa. Santa flies in the sky. Underminer like comes, comes up, up through your basement to, to <laughs> take your Christmas decorations and steals your presents. Yeah, and it, somehow he does every kid's Christmas present in the same night. And he yeah. does. He does that, and then the Incredibles have to be, come together. And oh, deliver back the presents. And they only they oh. only figure it out because um oh my gosh Dash what is, and what is, what is her name Violet? Violet yeah Dash and Violet sneak out to like look at their Christmas gifts uh -huh. before it's actually Christmas and they see the Underminers taking their presents. It's what? really just the two of them. Okay. Oh, it could be a, yeah. Like or what if like Santa was a secret like superhero? Mm. Oh, okay. and, like, oh, and he like recruits their like he recruits their help. And he's there like I go. need I need the help of like two. Like two superheroes to help me get my get the kids presents. Oh, back. I love that. So Violet and like Dash like try to to fend them off themselves, but they're not powerful enough. And right. so they they get a call from their old friend Santa Claus, mm. who's been keeping things tied down uh -huh. in the North Pole. Oh of yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. We have to throw Frozen in there because I mean it's ice. <laughs> of course, yeah. it's not like it's not snowing. Yeah, they, and they want a white Christmas. <laughs> That's literally like. Oh, there's for sure a scene at the end when, like, they defeat the Underminers or whatever, and Frozone, like, sprays his yeah, magical snow everywhere yeah. and <laughs> makes a white Oh, yeah, <laughs> and then his magical snow. Okay, <laughs> I've had that at parties before. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, uh, then, you know, they wake up Christmas morning, there's a giant hole in the ground, and uh, Mr. Incredible comes out, why is there a hole in the ground? <laughs> and the kids just look at each other just like, mm. and then the credits roll. <laughs> And then Jack Jack's like, blah, blah, blah. He's a he like looks like a demon. Like, <laughs> oh man, yeah, I like that. One. It was yeah. good. The miracle. Of the uh, I'll do a I'll do a current movie. So this is a movie that is in theaters. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Oh, okay. okay. I'm already gonna cry in this movie. I don't need it to be like more heartfelt in Christmas. What do we think, Mister Rogers' Christmas episode looks like? Uh oh, wait. Okay, so the movie itself is about that reporter, right? Right, and he's like. Tagging along with, uh, with Mr. Rogers because he can't believe like somebody could be this nice or whatever. Right. We just flip that and say like he's teaching him the meaning of Christmas. Yes, so yes. he's like this grouchy New Yorker who like comes right. to small town. He's, a, he's like Mr. Rogers. New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. New he Yorker. like he hates Christmas because like his dad left or something on Christmas. Yeah. And th this is actually the plot of a play for church that I. Uh, but like you know, he just doesn't like Christmas, and then he goes to Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers is like Christmas is wonderful, neighbor. <laughs> um, and it like he like teaches him how to love Christmas again, and like we're just I, we're just trying to warm hearts. We're I, really trying to make jokes. I really don't want to make jokes about Mister Rogers because it's like Mister Rogers He's is sacred. pure and like yeah, wonderful. The only Mister Rogers even goes out of his way to find his dad and bring him <laughs> back. <laughs> He's like he's like Mister Rogers like. I have a present for you, neighbor. And he brings he it opens his dad, up the and box he, and it's his dad. And, yeah, and the and the guy's like, Mr. Rogers, why would you do that? Like, there's I have so much trauma from my father like leaving me. <laughs> Mr. Rogers is like, oh no. No, oh, no, neighbor. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He calls everyone neighbor. Um, you know, he teaches him how to love Christmas again, and like he's like I, I'm not going to be the one on this podcast to deface Mr. Rogers. Oh, no. I'm just not going to no. do it. No, I mean, basically, it's just the plot of A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, but, like, just flipped on its head for Christmas. Yeah. So, so. we with that one, we didn't really want to make jokes. We just wanted to warm your heart. Yeah. Lift your yeah. spirits. Yeah, that's not, this is not a funny movie. No, yeah. no. It's, it's, like the, a, it's like the Christmas movie that's like, 
that one every year where it's like, oh, this is actually a good one. All right, right. let's get another one. All right. When is a Christmas movie going to win an Oscar? <laughs> when they start making good ones. Groundhog Day? <laughs> this man's forced to relive Christmas over every, and over and over again. No wonder he hates Christmas so much. He can't get out of it. Yeah, what if this is just like him trying to break the loop of having to relive a Hallmark movie. So he's like constantly having to go through all the tropes of living in like a Hallmark Christmas town. Oh man. <laughs> he lives in Hallmark town. <laughs> <laughs> he's constantly being hit by cars for meat cutes. <laughs> he's just tired of it. But he's like learned to like get away. From, like he's learned to like avoid them. It's so like his whole like day is planned around like avoiding these tropes. <laughs> these people trying mm-hmm. to. Yeah. yeah. And then he meets a girl. And she's like completely different. She's like the same as him. Like, she's like, I freaking like. She's I do trapped not. in the same time loop. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I and she's like, hate. I hate Christmas. And it's two people bonding over their mutual hatred of the Which holidays. Which then brings them to love, love each Christmas. other and then love Christmas. Yeah. These are a little shorter than usual, but like, I think they're good. Uh, do we want one more? Uh, we can. We can really do a couple more. We can do a few more. Yeah. Hey, it's the holidays. I want a bunch of <laughs> Don't stop. In the spirit of consumerism, we need more. Honey Boy. <laughs> That's a Christmas movie. Is that the Shia LaBeouf? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It's the same Hallmark movie, but Shia LaBeouf plays every single character. <laughs> so oh, Shia LaBeouf man. plays a uh, New York businesswoman that is forced to move to Vermont. <laughs> And meets, I would absolutely 100% watch this movie. And meets a rugged uh, logger played by Shia LaBeouf, mm-hmm. who uh, she has to live in like his uh, attic apartment. Yeah, because um, it's the only housing they have available. Right, and like she has to share a space. She has to uh, share a space with like his kids, played by Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Um, and she's like, I'm not a real huge fan of Christmas. Well, it's also like, like a very surreal, sort of disturbing tonally. Yeah. Like, and like the soundtrack is like Christmas music, but it's like played by one person, like scraping a fork against the violin. <laughs> it's like, so it's like sound, it's like, <laughs> and then like a droning, like trombone. Basie hum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a lot of like zoom in, like slow zoom ins to the mm-hmm. faces of the characters because it's all Shia LaBeouf. And every five minutes he kills a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like no there are some points in the movie where you think you can hear him chanting, he will not divide us. <laughs> um, but you're not sure. But you also think maybe. And every 11th minute is actually a scene from Fury, the tank movie with yeah. Brad Pitt. Yeah. It's but like it's a, it's a randomly scene, cut in. With it's a scene movie. from Fury. Um, but it's like a split second scene from Fury, so it's like a tank flashback yeah. in the middle of like the of the businesswoman like enjoying coffee or something. You just see her like sh- slightly tremble her hand, <laughs> like she's having war flashbacks. Yeah, um, this was, woman has led many lives. Um, and what so was that movie Shia LaBeouf was in where Transformers? <laughs> oh right, right, right. There's like a it's like a Skynet kind of thing. I forgot. Uh, oh, holes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And then there's also a two-hour-long scene in the movie where he's forced to just dig, it up, dig up, the up, same hole oh, oh, over and over. Dig what if this is like Eagle the Eye? Mo- e- Eli? Eagle Eye. Oh, Eagle Eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What if it was like this, like surreal, weird kind of like Lynchian movie mm-hmm. where it's like it's the woman played by Shia LaBeouf who 
in this town that she's forced to go to, yeah, it's like she'll see like a hole in the ground, <laughs> and it's a split second of holes pops in her mind, yeah, and it's like she's like, what, what, in the, like, what's happening? How many lives? Or have I it's lived? just, it's just a normal. It's an, it's a normal actress, <laughs> and slowly. <laughs> She turns into, into Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yes. But like everyone in the town turns into Shia LaBeouf as they're learning about Christmas. And it's like. <laughs> so once they've reached peak holiday spirit, they have fully every, embodied. Yeah. Everyone is Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. And then like at the end of the movie, it's like this like slow panning shot of their house. Like it starts at the head of the dinner table and it's just Shia LaBeouf and it just pans out. It's just, and it's just hundreds more, and hundreds more of and more LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. This is a just, joke. But like, I think Sh- I think there was a thing where Shia LaBeouf watched. Every all Shia LaBeouf movie, yeah, all the yeah. movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love how we took Honey Boy and we're like, hmm, Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf's in that movie. Shia LaBeouf. Well, it's, it's Shia LaBeouf's like life story. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. So that's this is exactly oh, what I, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. It's his life story. Yeah, it's like his life story. Like it's like Lucas Hedges is playing him, and yeah. he and Shia LaBeouf is playing his dad. Uh, it's just a slow pan out and like just going through the dinner table, just Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf. It just like goes out of the house and you just see like the town is just full of Shia LaBeoufs everywhere. It like pans like, out of the town and it's like in the shape of like the geo, like uh, a geo map is literally like the shape, <laughs> the of, shape Shia of Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yeah. And then blank screen credits roll. Shia LaBeouf is everything. And then you look to your left and it's just the man clapping and it's Shia LaBeouf. And you're in the movie. <laughs> it's a live feed of you in the theater with Shia. Every screening has a Shia LaBeouf in it. Mm. That's such a Shia LaBeouf thing, to, like an old Shia LaBeouf thing to do. Completely lost the Christmas movie thing, and we're just like, this is a weird Shia, like a David Lynch movie of Shia La- of a person morphing into Shia LaBeouf. Oh man! And celebrating Christmas. It's just like his day, as it would be on December twenty fifth. I kind of want to write this movie. Yeah, this actually kind of sounds <laughs> Can funny. Can we rewrite Honey Boy? Is that okay? This will be on the writer's, writer's room episode. Yeah, this will be, yeah, this will be on the writer's room episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be one of the things I bring up. Um, In the spirit of Christmas, please, sir, may we can have I have some more? Have some more. More? Oliver, want some more? Oliver Twist is not a Christmas movie. Yo, I kid you not. It's a Wonderful Life. Almost popped up on this one. It's like the next one. Uh, you've got mail? Oh, my God. Okay. I'm going to say some stuff. <laughs> I just need y'all to roll with me until yeah, we get that's there. Just, no, that's the this format is is permanent. It is always recorded. That's the spirit, of, of, that's the spirit of improv. For so all of let's, history. Let's do this. All right. It is like very close to <clears throat> December or to Christmas time. Yeah. And there are there have been bombings. Um, hold on. Just just wait it, wait it out. Wait it out. There have been bombings um, where people are opening their mailboxes and there is an explosive device and it blows up and it's killing people. Um, and then it follows two detectives who are trying to figure out. So when you say you've got mail, yeah, you mean it's really like they're trying to figure out right. Literally who's got the mail, who's delivering the mail. Yeah. And it's like a, it's like a Christmas movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, it happens like during Christmas. They're like, so in the same vein as like die hard is a Christmas. Movie. Right. 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 right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's like, so they get, the package. <laughs> the packages come down their chimneys. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 And so right, they've cool. deemed this guy the Santa Claus bomber. Yeah. As you know, around Christmas, and so it's Christmas Eve, and there's a note sent to the police station 
that hundreds of people in this town are about to get bombed. Yeah. And they have to find who, like, because he's placed bombs in everyone's chimney. Yeah. And they're all going to drop on midnight Christmas Eve. And they have to find the guy that's, like, doing it. But before you, you know the twist at the end of all of this, it literally is Santa Claus. <laughs> he's, he's fed up with this holiday consumerism, and he yeah. wants to teach the world a lesson. He's he needs a with, media spotlight. Uh, Amazon destroying his right. Business. Yeah, <laughs> the final bomb. Jeff Bezos is out. <laughs> um, but then they, you know, they find him. It's Santa, or it's a guy dressed up as Santa. He's like, I was a mall Santa, and I got fired <laughs> because. And I got fired because no one's interested in Santa anymore. All they want to do is sit in Jeff Bezos' lap and ask him for iPads. <laughs> All kids want to do is play on their iPads and do Fortnite dances. <laughs> and make TikToks. And make TikToks. TikTok your way through this one. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, TikTok, that's the bomb. Um, actually, like, yeah, that's not, like, that bad of a movie. Plot. No, like, that was yeah. be a good movie. There's definitely going to be, like, a, char- a, a car chase scene. Where oh, this guy yeah. gets in his like old it's, it's like, a sleigh. Yeah, it's literally like <laughs> yeah. like a, a 1999 Dodge Caravan that's decked out like a sleigh. <laughs> it's got Rudolph Antlers on the yeah. top and all that. Yeah. Oh god, this guy's this guy's <laughs> probably my favorite movie villain ever. <laughs> Thank you, Colton, for that rousing round of uh, shaken, not stirred. Mm. And now, mm, holiday cheer. Whew, here we go. So warm in here. We've got a lot of things to cover. Oh, that's, yeah, I just, yeah, it's yeah. been a couple weeks and we've actually gotten around to seeing some stuff and now it's time for real talk, baby. The part where we take movies seriously and uh, differentiate ourselves from so every other seriously. <laughs> don't <laughs> laugh. Stop Don't it. laugh. Stop laughing. We're done Stop. laughing. It's Shut a serious... Up. No Shut. laughing. Bethany, Bethany, I know you're listening. Stop laughing. This. We're done. Stop. All right. So this is the part where we actually talk about the things that we've seen over the past yeah, a couple weeks at this point. Uh, any movies, TV shows, books, uh, video games, just any any sort of media that we've consumed uh, since we last met. And <laughs> Newspapers, we, magazines. Yeah, any new and old. Billboard media. ads. Yeah. <laughs> did adver- Does advertising work? Just did. <laughs> just did. <laughs> um, so, uh, Colton, why don't you go ahead and start? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so we have all seen The Mandalorian. I haven't seen episode five yet. I have not seen uh, chapter five at okay. this point. Okay. I, I just will avoid spoilers then. Okay, Sweet. that's fine. Yeah. Um, we watched the first episode together. Yeah, right. all three of us. I was very impressed with production quality. Yeah. A. That's the one thing about this movie that I've been... Movie. That's the one thing about this TV show I've been most impressed with is that yeah. it's up to par visually with any big budget like movie I've seen. This is like uh prestige level TV but like with a movie budget. Most definitely. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. And like it's interesting because it like teaches you a little bit more about like the Mandalorian like way of life. Mm-hmm. That I didn't How know about. How everything is a religion, like their, yeah, like their war is a religion. Or, well, yeah, the whole thing about like them not being able to take off their mask in front of people. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, let's be honest. We all know the last scene of the last episode is going to be him taking his yeah. mask or like his mask getting destroyed knocked off or, or something, yeah, or something in the like final that. fight with Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> we always, we have to shoehorn in Darth Vader <laughs> and everything. Um, there's been a big talk of like, it being basically just like a Western movie. Yeah, no, it's it's plot line is 100%. Like, it is a Western. It's a yeah. Western, sure. yeah. yeah. And the crazy thing is that, like, have y'all seen that thing where, like, Star Wars fans aren't 
like arguing about the Mandalorian, which like <laughs> people aren't like up in arms about it. Like they usually are about people. Are, people are not like mad about it. Yeah. They're just kind of like arguing about different. Well, baby, yeah. baby Yoda was enough to pacify just about <laughs> yeah. anyone. Baby Yoda has brought more people together than anything I've ever Amen. seen. I, if there's not a third world war, it will be because <laughs> baby Yoda, Yoda. single handedly stopped it, which mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's like, Oh, don't call him baby Yoda. His name is the child. It's baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Like, what else are we supposed to call like, it? Cut it out. Have you heard? So you know how they said that Anakin was basically created by the Force. Yes. To be the chosen one, mm. and then he ended up not being the chosen one because he fell to the dark side. So they were saying that basically, like Palpatine and like the Sith Lords manipulated the Force to create Anakin. The theory is that, like, I think I'm kind of uh, paraphrasing. But like that baby Yoda was created by the force to like balance out the force. Gotcha. Because oh. this is all this is post Empire, right? Yeah, this is yeah, post Empire. Yeah. So this is between Empire and uh The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Uh, I rewatched The Force Awakens the mm-hmm. other day. Uh great. Still holds up. I yeah. love that movie so Same. much. Um I I am a avid defender of the last Jedi being a good star Wars movie, but I have kind of backtracked my thinking a little bit. I think they should have just had JJ Abrams do all three. Yeah, absolutely. I, the, my problem with the last Jedi is not what it attempted to do. It's the fact that it, it takes the force awakens and like null and voids it. Right. Which is problematic for the third movie. Right. Which, okay. You know, in the same vein as Ryan Johnson knives out. Yeah, uh, which we have all seen, which is freaking phenomenal. It's a phenomenal movie. It's so good. I have not seen a good whodunit in a very long time. It's Literally. so subversive. It is an incredibly subversive. But that's the thing. That's the thing about Ryan movie. Johnson. He loves subverting expectations. Yeah, like that is his whole mo. Is that he takes popular movie genres, Star Wars, and subverts what everyone thinks. That's why he was like, let's just kill off Snoke. Snoke doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Let's make Ray a nobody because it's like that's what everyone wants her to be related to someone. Let's make her not related to yeah. someone. Like knives out. Literally, I was in the theater and I was I went from uh, if you have seen it, you'll know kind of what I'm talking about. I literally went from this is the stupidest movie. I've like I I hate this plot line. Uh-huh. Like we figured out way too soon. To, yeah. This is the best, like one of the best movies right. I've ever seen. Which it's like I haven't seen a Who Done It. Right. Where the person who is like responsible for it, it just admits to it. Like, yeah. And is, within, is also within the main character within yeah. the first like thirty to forty five minutes of the movie, just admits to what they did. Well, because the thing about a Who Done It is that you're always waiting to figure out who's done it, and you figure, and you're you waiting think, for like that big twist. Sorry, yeah. but the difference yeah. in this movie is that you find out who's done it in the first twenty minutes of the movie. Yeah, and now you're just watching this person avoid capture and try to avoid. Yeah, and like yeah, it's everyone awesome. is so good in this movie, and the jokes are really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's written really well. Like it's fun. Well, because I mean, like even the Last Jedi was funny. Like and everyone, the nailed- jokes were really good, like in that movie and in this movie. So it's like everyone nails their parts. Like yeah. that's the main thing about this movie is that every actor nails their character. Again, I'm just gonna say it. Tony Collette deserves an Oscar. Yeah, give her her Oscar. She deserved one for Hereditary, and she deserves one for this. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans was a completely different. Yeah, he was character. He was really good in this movie. Like, Colton and I, I kind of see... talked about this. Is they were totally playing on his good guy trope uh-huh. because that, we're going to dive into a little bit of spoiler territory here. He <laughs> is the main antagonist of this right. movie, 
and they were totally playing off yeah. his good guy in it's the Chris movie. E- it's Chris Evans. It's Chris yeah. Evans. He can do no and he harm. He plays it well because at first he's kind of like, oh, he's like the bad boy, and then he like, no, I've changed, and then he like shows it. Yeah, and then man, mm. I need. I want to go see this movie. Yeah, again. it's like, like I would go see it again. I also. What'd y'all think about Daniel Craig's? Oh, he's great. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> the first five minutes of the movie, he said his first line, and I was like, "Please do not make me listen to this accent the uh, whole movie." I love. We got. I got twenty minutes in, and I was like, "This is oh, great." Yeah, no, this from, is from the get go, I loved Kentucky Fried Clue. <laughs> <laughs> like it was 100%, great. One hundred percent. That's what he was playing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we talked about the Mandalorian. We talked about Knives Out. Uh, so that's all the stuff that we've seen, like just together. together no, I mean, not like together, but like we've all seen. Um, as uh, in conjunction with uh, Knives Out, I've also seen The Lighthouse. Yeah, how was um, it? Yeah, that's I'm, that black and white. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson. They play. Um, what do they call them? Are they like lighthouse keepers? Yeah, they're lighthouse keepers. Okay, uh, wikis is what they call them. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, they. It's like a cabin fever movie. Um, mm, okay. It's it's really good. Yeah. Um, but I walked out of that movie actually like feeling crazy. Really? I was like, it's you walk out of it and you're like, Am I crazy? I think I'm crazy. Like <laughs> that movie make me go crazy. Like <laughs> it's like it's really um it's really stressful. Cause it's not a horror movie, is no. it? It's just well, like I mean, a, it, in a sense, yes, thriller. Like, but like not in the traditional sense. The monsters like, are us, rather yeah. than yeah, sure. Um, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe both give really good performances, and I would hope that they would because they're literally the only two actors in this movie. Yeah. Um. Well, I there's mean, a there's a seagull in the trailer. I mean, there's so. some, and yeah, and, and that's played <laughs> by Willem Dafoe. Will by Willem Dafoe. Shia plays, <laughs> by Shia William Dafoe. No, 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 no. Oh, William. William, William, William plays the sequel. His, his brother, William. <laughs> yeah. uh, the last thing I want to talk about is Death Stranding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Death Stranding. Um, <laughs> Which we improved the trailer we a did. long time we ago. Did. So how accurate were our uh, pretty accurate. bizarre <laughs> visions? Yeah, pretty accurate. Um, no, it's like... So granted, I've never gotten through a Hideo Kojima game. Sure. Uh, I never played any of the Metal Gear Solid games. I started playing Phantom Pain... Uh, Phantom Pain. The problem with Phantom Pain, I found, was the cutscenes are so long and pretentious. Well, yeah, it's hard to swallow. I mean, in, in this movie, or in this movie, I call it a movie. Sure. Um, the cutscenes are pretty long. Yeah. Um, but it's. Have you read? Have y'all read any like the reviews of it? All or, the like, early reviews say it's the most advanced walking simulator <laughs> ever yeah. created. In the I've heard it's man. very. Um, it's good, but it's like so long. Yeah, the whole thing. The everyone's like, "Oh, get through the first ten hours. Get through the first ten hours. Like you'll be fine." But uh, it is the most advanced walking simulator um, because you do you just walk everywhere. That, well, that's like your whole premise. That's the whole premise. So the isn't whole it? the whole premise of the game is that you play a porter, okay, um, who uh, is making deliveries to people. Right. Uh, he gets involved with this. Uh, this co- this company kind of yeah um that their mission is to uh bring the united states back together right it's a very like ham-fisted kind of political <laughs> statement sure, yeah but like at the same time it's like uh, it's in- like it i mean works. like it's it it's works. needed yeah um to bring the united states back together again and so you take this like necklace uh that you will go around to different um waypoints essentially yeah. and like connect them to a network that builds the United Cities of America. Okay, gotcha. 
it's I hear it's the the game basically has its own language that it speaks yes. like its yeah. own canonical language. One uh one thing I will say is there is not um there is essentially no narrative handholding. Yeah. It will it throws you into the game and starts throwing references at you left and right and yeah. expects you to kind of pick up what they are through context clues. Uh so the death stranding yeah are essentially just like ghosts yeah, yeah. They're, they're like go- ghosts of the past right yeah they're yeah. they're ghosts the baby that you wear <laughs> Uh, the, 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 ba- the baby in the, in the, in the container in the baby pod. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is called a BB, yeah. uh, a bridge baby. Um, and what it does, it is used to detect, uh, they call them BTs. Those are the spirits, right? Yeah. Things that, is, that you're basically that is, trying to avoid. That is the death stranding. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and you start out the game, no way to kill these things. You, it's a lot of like stealth gameplay. You're like trying to like. Be as quiet, like if you walk next to one, you have to hold your breath and you have a stamina meter of how long you can hold your breath before it's like you run out and you have to take a big breath and you risk getting caught. Mm. And then there's like, so every time it rains, yeah, uh, there, I'm just letting y'all like in on so many of like the different pieces that I'm picking up. Uh, Every time it rains, you, uh, it's called the time fall. So when it rains, everything that the rain touches ages rapidly. Oh, interesting. So any packages that you're carrying or whatever will age and damage. So it's like uh, you have to get somewhere where the time fall is not happening as soon as you possibly can in order to like make sure that your packages are not like damaged. Right. And like you can get like more likes and stuff like that and like build up your reputation. Yeah. Oh, wow. this is great. What about it's, the peeing though? What about yeah, the what about, about the peeing? It's not as fun as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, no, like hold LB so, and RB to. Yeah. So your your stamina, the only way that you build your stamina up is by is literally by drinking Monster. <laughs> Same. Like you have a canteen full of Monster energy. It's like and, actually Monster. Yeah. It's like like you see like you go into like your like uh, private room or whatever. There's also like peeing and pooping simulations in this in this game where like you go into your private room and you can like use the bathroom sitting use the bathroom standing and it makes grenades that you can use against the death stranding to kill them it's weird it's the most <laughs> it's, the, it's the most hideo I've kojima ever, thing i've, I've ever heard my entire ever heard it's funny this dude for sure woke up one morning was like poop grenade what, what if what <laughs> if? woke up with a sweat poop grenade <laughs> but yeah it's it's That's super so it's cool. super weird it's super like quirky mm-hmm. and kind of like it's it like i said it's not a game for everyone but like it's it's interesting like that he took that and was like america is super divided and we need like a story about connecting together like as like it's upsetting to me that it's so apparent to other nations that they have to yeah, make video games yeah that he's it. like this is this video game is my political message uh-huh. like and i'm like okay cool sweet yeah uh yeah i saw um frozen 2 which was a movie uh, <laughs> um, into the unknown is a great uh, song. <laughs> Into the unknown oh, is a great revenge. song. Yeah. What the best things that have come out of this movie are the Weezer cover of the songs and the <laughs> Brendan Urie cover of the song. I mean, the best part of any of those movies is the music. Yeah. Like, oh, it's yeah, most so definitely. good. Um, they also like there's a really depressing like bit where Anna is just like everything's dark and like d- destruction and like all this, and then it, like 
there's like it like reprises, but like mm-hmm. it's still very like, are you okay? <laughs> like, Anna, do you need to see someone? <laughs> do you need to see yield therapist? Uh, and then I talked about last time I watched Daybreak. Yeah, um, and at that mm-hmm. point, I had only watched like the very first like 20, 30 minutes of it. How does it mm-hmm. hold up? Um, it is amazing. You like it? Love yeah. it. Do y'all ever have these shows that are just like so so good, but then they just like end terribly? Uh, Game when, of Thrones. Did y'all ever watch Video Game High School? <laughs> yes, actually. a little bit of it, like bits and pieces. So of the it, ending of Video Game High School is like one of the first times I've ever been like angry at a show because mm. it just doesn't integrate. Uh, literally, and I, 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 I wish I was kidding. Um, the last minute or maybe thirty seconds, if you just took it out of Daybreak, would be my favorite television show ever. Um, but something happens. Literally, the last, like, pretty much the last thing that this character says, uh-huh. and you're just like, "This is, I hate, like, I uh, hate you. I hate you so much." Like the writers, like, uh-huh. it was. It goes through a lot of like twists and turns with like relationships. It's really good. Um, Brady, do you have anything? I uh, just recently started watching The West Wing, um, and I'm a huge fan of political dramas in general. Mm -hmm. This one is so pre our era of scandals that we live in today. Yeah, because it's a show about the White House in which everybody is happy and works together. Is this and they David Fincher? Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Yes. Okay. Aaron Sorkin. Um, it's very pre House of Cards. Mm-hmm. This one is very much. It is a cohesive White House that wants to work together for the greater good, and it's just like it's a positive it's like message. Late nineties, like early early two thousand. Okay, so like very much so. post nine eleven. Rob probably. Lowe, Martin Sheen. It's got a ton of. It's got a stacked cast. Um, and phenomenal writing. It is just a very yeah, smart I, show. Yeah, my mom used to watch The West Wing, and like we like I still watched holds it, up. 100%. I watched it with her when I was growing up. So yeah, that's funny that you start like, you've like started watching it now. I'm like, yeah, I've been wa-. like I watched The West Wing when I was like seven. <laughs> yeah, well, I also um, I'm an intellectual. I was watching Aaron Sorkin <laughs> before I even knew that it was actually Aaron Sorkin that made this. That's super funny. Uh, it is a phenomenal show. It is super good. Just the way, like, the positivity in it just, uh-huh. like, rings a different bell than House of Cards, where it's like, everybody in politics is against you. They're only working for themselves. What this, made you want to watch it? I just love politics. Okay. Like, I love political dramas. Yeah. And so, it, people have been talking about The West Wing, and if you go on any, like, top ten series on Netflix lists, it's on there somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I just was going to give it a try and I got hooked in like the first two episodes. Mm. Uh, so I'm currently <laughs> working my way back through the early two thousands. That's good. Yeah. But I love it. Um, it's great. Cool. Um, well, yeah, this has been our show. Thanks for listening to our big dumb podcast. Um, you guys really are the reason we do this. So if you guys could hop on over to iTunes, leave us a review. It really like, it helps us out a lot. Yeah. Um, just my personal, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my personal self-esteem. Whenever I'm like, is this really worth it? And then I read like stuff that give us, give us the Christmas gift. This yeah, give us, <laughs> give us, the, give us the Christmas gift of putting us on the charts. <laughs> Amen. Um, but it really, it really does help us out and help us get discovered. Um, Apple. yeah, and I think we've got some like cool stuff, like hopefully planned for like the new year, like yeah. really hard and heavy with this thing. Like, oh. Also, thanks to all the people that like sent us uh, stuff that we were on their Spotify wrapped. Yes, oh, we yeah, love yeah. that. Awesome. <laughs> I got like I had we got like two or three things of like we were on people's like Spotify wrapped, which is super cool. Also, how did y'all fare with the Spotify thing? Because mine absolutely <laughs> decimated my self esteem. Y'all, this is 
uh, so I do a lot of stuff with youth, and at one point mm-hmm. we did this game show thing, and I played the Jeopardy theme on my phone. Oh god! And I think I muted the soundboard and didn't pause it on my phone, so <laughs> it is on my freaking my like, decade <laughs> thing as like yeah. the top song I've listened to. Oh yeah! And it literally makes me mad every freaking Congrats, time. You're in the top 100 Jeopardy fans of yeah. all of Spotify. I do a lot of stuff with youth as well, and we uh, we did like a, a skit that involved the song. Um, bury a friend by billy eilish oh, and no. so i played that song so many times my artist of the decade is billy billy eilish, eilish. <laughs> so just embracing um, your inner teenager I yeah i yeah. work with high schoolers so yeah, it's sure. like it's I'm, osmosis I, i'm hip Derek, you're the bad guy <laughs> yeah duh <laughs> i hate this so much um so if you guys want to go ahead and reach out through instagram messenger facebook messenger our email is stirtheplot at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys. Give mm-hmm. us movie suggestions, things you'd like to hear us talk about. Just general uplifting comments. Um, give us family updates. We'd love to be a part of your life. And yeah, way. make us the godfather of your children. Mm-hmm. That'd be wonderful. Um, please don't. I'm not financially stable. I was about to say, please don't. I cannot viably like financially sustain myself. So, um, but yeah, this has been our show, and we love you guys so much. This has been Story of the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers. My name's Brady King. My name's Derek Fultz. My name's Colton Hart. And my name's Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock, give her a big old wintry holiday themed hug. A ho ho hug! She <laughs> 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 <laughs>